Hello, Hope. God is good. All the time. All the time. It, we declare God is good in all of our lives, every moment, every day. And I just want to come, as I come to this afternoon, want to uh, speak to you and share with you what God has been speaking to our church. And past uh, five, six uh, weeks, God has been really taking us in the midst of difficult time with all the things, chaotic things going in this world. God has been taking us the core of what Hope Church is, core of the gospel God has given to the church. And then God really begin to teach, remind us the greatest commandment he gave us, which is to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, all about being and loving our neighbors as ourselves. And God reminded us his heart for the world by remind, and reminding us about the great commission our Lord Christ has given us to go and preach the uh, gospel, goodness to the ends of the earth, that all people will be invited into the family of God. We also really heard the heart of God as uh, the, the perfect father that God is, the, uh, the father heart of our God through the parable of the prodigal son, that his heart is that he wants all those broken, his sons and daughters to be restored back into the house of God. We also, God also told us we are called to be house of prayer for all the peoples. And as a people of God, God reminded us to follow the way of our Lord Jesus Christ, the way of the humble king in servanthood and love as Christ loved us. Today, God is really reminding us one of the core lifestyle as a child of God. And the word God has been ringing in my heart this whole week was His presence. The title of today's message is All About His Presence. All About His Presence. And the, the passage God is uh, taking me, God is taking us this afternoon is 2 Samuel chapter 6. This is where uh, King David uh, has an encounter with God in, in a powerful way. Let's come to God in prayer. Let's ask God. Father, we, got, we come before right now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God who came to be with us, Emmanuel, God who is with us. We come today, God. We want to see your face, hear your voice. More than the, all the teachings, our desires to encounter you. And fall in love with you all over again. And walk and live as sons and daughters you call us to be. So draw near even now, God. Speak to us. Touch us, God, wherever we are. Draw us closer to you. We love you, God. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. King David is known as man after God's own heart. More than anything, yeah, he was one who sought after God's presence all of his life. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, which King David prayed, Psalm 27, 4, he says, One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek. He says, this is one thing that he's asking God. This is one thing that he's seeking, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, in God's presence all the days of my life, he says. To behold the beauty of the Lord. 
and to inquire of him in the temple in his presence. In today's text in, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, which is also recorded and little, and a little more details in 1 Chronicles chapter 13, is when King David now became, became a king of Israel. Not only the, his tribe, the, the Judah, but also the all of Israel became, made him the king. He became king of all Israel. Now he made Jerusalem as the, his capital city, and now he has won many battles, battles and now he has peace in his nation. One of the first things uh, King David did was he wanted God's presence to be in the center of not only in his life, but also in his nation. This is what it says in 1 Chronicles chapter 13. Then David consulted with the captains of the thousands and hundreds, even with every leader. David said to all the assembly of Israel, if it seems good to you, and if it is from the Lord our God, let us send everyone, everywhere to our kinsmen, that they may meet with us, and let us bring the, back the ark of our God to us. For we did not seek it in the days of Saul. You see, at this time, David was already the king of his country. And everything probably he wanted and needed in his life, he already attained. He is a king, powerful king now, and, 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 and it, with power and authority and all these things. The thing that he wanted more than anything else, as he became the king, as he settled in the city, city of David, Jerusalem, what he wanted was more than anything else. God, who guided him, who chose him to be the king, who was with him all of his life, to be the center, his presence to come in the center of his nation, that God will be the center of the nation of Israel, God's people. Israel will be God's people who worships God as a center of their life. He wanted God to be the center. In 2 Samuel, the story is told in this way. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him to bear Judah, bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name, the very name of the Lord of hosts who is enthroned above the cherubim. You see, David consulted with the leaders and talked with them to see, and they all agreed it was a good thing to do, and they decided to go and get the ark. Before we go on, let me explain a little. I need to talk a little bit about what the ark of, the cov ark of God, the ark of the covenant really present, uh, represents here. For Israel... Out of all the things, the most sacred furniture for Israel was the Ark of the Covenant. If you're old enough, you might have seen the movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, I'm old enough to saw that and seen that in the movie in the theaters. Good movie. And, and that movie talked about, and I have a glimpse about the Ark of God. The Ark of God was the most sacred object in all Israel. This was in the most uh, holiest place in the tabernacle. Tabernacle was they worship God. And the outer court is the inner court and to the holy place. And in the deepest part of the holy place was the holy of holies. In the place was the ark. 
where God said, there I will meet with you. And the ark of the covenant, top of the ark of the covenant was mercy seat. There God said, I will meet with you, I will talk with you. I will provide for you there. More than anything else, this was the, about two feet wide, about a foot and a half in the width, and maybe a foot and a half in tall was wood and the gold covered box, which was in the center of their worship, and which represented God's presence more than anything else. When Israelites in the wilderness, their God's pillar of cloud stood, their God's Pillar of fire stood. This is where God's presence was there. God, Ark of God was not God, but it represented God's nearness and power and blessing. In that Ark was three things. Golden jar of manna, Aaron's, uh, Aaron's uh, rod, with which Moses parted the, the Red Sea, and in it was two tablets of stone, the, uh, the Ten Commandments. It symbolized God's presence in every way, the Ark of the Covenant. For about 60 years, the Ark of the Covenant was lost, and now they were in a place in a house of Abinadab, and they were, they were not brought back into the tabernacle as a part of worship. And here, King David said to those people, we have not sought after that for about 60 years. Now he wants to bring that Ark, which presents the presence of God into the center of the city. Look at what happens. They place the ark of God on a new cart, and they, that they might bring it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were leading the new cart. Let me stop right here. It says, on a new cart. I highlighted the words here, on a new cart. Something is not right here. If you are a student of the word of God, you know something is not, not right here. King David, all his people, they prepared to bring the ark of God to the city of Jerusalem. But they prepared a new cart, brand new cart. Why? There could be many reasons. It was part, maybe quite a distance, maybe a 10 miles or so to bring the thing. It would have been easier to bring on a cart. And also, last time they, they, somebody carried the, moved the ark was on a new cart by the Philistines who was returning back the ark. And ark of God was brought back, uh, sent by the, the, uh, the Philistines, Gentiles, back to Israel on a new cart, drawn by an ox and car. So they decided to bring the cart bring the ark on a cart. But this is not right because if you look at the word of God very carefully and God has said in number chapter 4, verse 5 and 4, 5, 6. I love that number. Chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. When the camp sets out, Aaron and his son shall go in and they shall take down the veil of the screen and cover the ark of the testimony with it. When, when they're moving, they're supposed to take down the, the, uh, the curtain and cover the ark and they shall lay on a covering of the purple skin on it. They shall spread over the cloth of pure blue. And they insert his pole. You see, the Ark of the Covenant had holes 
on the side so you can put the golden poles in it through which they will carry it. Look at this verse, chapter 4, 15 of Numbers. When Aaron and his sons have finished covering the holy objects and all the furniture of the sanctuary, when the camp is to set out, after that the sons of Korah shall come to carry them so that they will not touch the holy objects and die. God says here, you know, that the, this priest, Levi, should come with the poles and they will carry the ark so that nobody will touch the, the ark because the ark is so holy, you're not supposed to touch it. These are the things in the tent of the meeting which the sons of Korath are to carry. It was supposed to be carried by special people, Levites who are chosen by God, not on a cart. Look at another verse in Numbers chapter 7, verse 9. But he did not give any to the sons of Hohath, because theirs was the service of the holy objects, while they carried on the shoulders. They were, this Levi is supposed to carry the ark, or the poles on their shoulders carry it. God's ark of the covenant represents the presence of God, was supposed to be carried by people, not by not by an animal, not by some kind of cause, not by programs, but by, by people who are called by God, chosen by God. Look at what happens now. They're, they're, they have this an ark of the covenant on the cart as they're going. Meanwhile, David and all, house, all the house of Israel were celebrating before the Lord and all kinds of instruments made of fir wood with lyres, harps, tambourines, and and castanets and cymbals. And they were celebrating and they were booging and they were dancing before God as they were bringing the ark. They were celebrating before God. They were excited because for them, God's presence was coming in the midst. You see, ark was, ark of the covenant went before them. When they, when they crossed the Jordan, ark of the covenant went before, when, when, the, when the priests were carrying the ark of the covenant, touched the water, water stopped. They were going across when they were, when they were fighting Jericho, when the ark was carried around the city. The wall fell down, ark. The pres ark of God represented God's power, God's presence. God went before them. God was with them in any way. And this God was coming. They were celebrating. They were excited. But something happens. But when they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out toward the ark of God and took hold of it. For the oxen nearly upset it as, they were, as the car, this car was carrying the ark, when they came to the threshing floor and somehow the oxen stumbled and the ark of the covenant almost fell over. And Uzzah, who was leading the, leading the people, he held the touch, the ark, to steady it. And the anger of the Lord burned against Uzzah and God struck him down there for his irreverence. And he died there by the ark of God. Now you know what happened. King David got angry. Let me stop here and say, I need to say something here. You see, David had a good intention. All the people had a good intention of bringing God's, God's presence, the ark of God, to the city. A good intention. 
but they did it wrong way. Good intention does not justify a bad action. What happened to Uzzah was not just what happened there. It was whole process was not right. They put the button wrong from the top. They were not supposed to be brought on the car. They were supposed to be brought carrying by the Levites because they didn't follow God's way. This happened. And the anger of God showed for they disobeyed God. And verse 8, David became angry because of the Lord's outburst against Uzzah. And that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. You see, of course, now you see suddenly a man dies and whole parade stops and they're all shocked and they're all fearful and, and the celebration stopped. David was angry, not at God. Okay, you cannot be mad at God, but, but angry because you didn't know what happened. So David was also, so David was also afraid of the Lord that day. And he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? He was afraid. How can it come now? How can the ark of God, God's presence, come to me? So what he, what he did was, he was, on, he was not willing to move the ark of the Lord into the city of David with him. But David took it aside to the house of Obedinim, the Gittite, which is nearby. Thus the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obedinim, the Gittite, for three months. And the Lord blessed Obedinim and all his household. He said at the time, because David didn't know he, he, whether he could bring the ark to his house, the, the city. So he put it there in somebody's house, Obedinim's house. For three months, for that three months, while the ark of God was in the house of Obedidim, God blessed the whole, everything in that house, whole house. God's blessing was there because God's presence is blessing. You know, uh, let me stop here. You know, um, I realize today is probably fourth month since we've been doing worship through online. Four months already. And, you know, and somehow when we used to come to church to worship, but last four months, we were bound at home, worshiping God, worshiping God online. As if the ark of God, God's presence, was to stay in your house for time being. And, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm praying that God blessed you as you, your home became a place of God's presence to dwell. Lord bless Obedidim and all his household. About 13 years ago, I heard this passage, a message by one of my favorite pastors, a pastor, Bishop Garlington. He sang half through the song message. And here, when he talked about this section, he sang a song about sunshine and how everything was beautiful in, in Obedidim's house. I cannot sing here. Anyway, let me move on. There's a blessing of his, let me stop it. There's a blessing of his presence. If you look at the word of God, everywhere you'll find, everywhere you'll find, whenever God is with you, God's presence brings blessing. I mean, you remember Joseph was in prison and because of a falsely accused, but God was with him. God's presence with him. God blessed him even in the difficult times. God's blessing doesn't mean we don't go to difficult times. Even in the difficult times, as 
Daniel prayed earlier. Even though we walk through the valley of shadow of death, because God is with me, I will fear no evil. Blessing of God's presence was there in Obedian's house. So there is presence of God individually in our lives. There's also presence of God when God's people gather together. David knew the presence of God in his life. God giving him victories, leading him. But he also wanted God's presence in his city, in his nation, to be sent of this life. That's what we are praying for in our, in our nation, in our church, that God's presence will be the center of our lives. With his presence will come fullness of his blessings. So now, after three months, you know, they are, they are, King David heard the saying that the Lord has blessed the house of Obedidim, all that belongs to him, on account of the ark of God. If I was David hearing the news, I'll be so jealous. They're supposed to come to my house, come to my city, and that guy, that guy is getting blessed, and I bet you holy hunger and jealousy, envy grew up in him. Not a wrong way, but. Holy thirst for more of God. And David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obedidim into the city of David with gladness. What we do not see in 2 Samuel is that in 1 Chronicles, actually, he explains a little more. Now, David built a house for himself in the city of David, and he prepared a place for the ark of God. And pitched a tent for it. Then David said, No one is to carry the ark of God but the Levites. For the Lord chose them to carry the ark of God and to minister to him forever. Somehow in that three months, David learned and studied the word of God and found out what went wrong. He learned that he didn't follow God's ways. Even the good things, good intention things, before God, if he's done wrong way, it, is not, it does not honor God at all. You see, it is not only intentions and, and the goals, but how we do what God called us to do makes all the difference as well. And David found out that the ark was to be carried by the Levites, not on a cart. And he, he, he realized, he learned this thing. Not only he play, prepared a place for the ark of God, let me stop here. So, uh, in a Hope Church, last Sunday we had a congregation meeting to decide on our future. Uh, and, and, and we have decided to make the gathering place our home, sharing this building with two other congregations, being co-owners of this building together. That we will make this a permanent home for us. It, wasn't, it was not just about a building. It was about we wanting God's presence to come into this place. We, we, what we wanted was not just a building. We wanted a place where God's presence come and dwells, where God meet with us face to face. You see, I don't know about you. When I am in love, you know, I, love my, I love having a picture of my wife. That's great. I love talking to her on a phone. I'm looking, I, I love doing in a face to face, you know, the, uh, you know, on the, um, FaceTime, although I don't have an iPhone. I like Zoom, but nothing comes close to face to face meeting. 
You see, Ark of the Covenant represented that, not just a talking little bit about the no, it was face-to-face meeting with God. I love the fact that we can worship God in our homes virtually. We cannot take the place of of God's people coming together to worship face-to-face with God. There is God's presence which comes personally in our homes. There is a presence of God that comes as a people of God together. Not necessarily building when people of God gather together. There is glory of God come. David realized and learned that you were supposed to be carried by the Levites. Let me read another section there. And then David called Zadok and Abiathar and the priests and all the other people and said to them, you are the heads of the father's household of the Levites. Consecrate yourselves, both you and your relatives, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord, God of Israel, to the place that I have prepared for it. Look at what it says in the next verse. Because you did not carry it at first, because you didn't carry it, the Lord, our God, made an outburst on us. For we did not seek him according to the ordinance. David realized the outburst of anger of God, righteous anger of God, was because they did not follow God's way. Listen, this is very important. God, we are called to worship. God is looking for worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. We don't come to God any really way we want. We come to God in the way he prescribed, the way he called us. We come to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the Ark of Covenant, so to speak, in the New Testament. He is through him. It is through Christ we come to God the Father. We worship God through Christ our Lord Jesus. And David says, That happened because we did not follow. We did not seek God according to his ordinances. We didn't, because you did not carry at first. Listen, God's presence, God's glory comes not by programs, not by things. It is by God's people who are called, who are set aside, who seek God's presence. You see, David sought after God's presence, not because he wanted more blessing. He wanted God's nearness. I didn't marry my wife because she was a good cook. She is a good cook. Great cook, actually. I didn't marry my wife because she was a wonderful, you know, uh, uh, laundry-doing person. I didn't marry her because she can make money and support me. No, I didn't. I married her because I love to be near that I want to live with her. God is honored when God's people seek God for who he is, not for the things he can do for them. Here is David who is seeking after God's presence for who God is, not merely for the things he can give. Many people seek God in different reasons. Many seek God for the prosperity, blessings in their life. That's not wrong in itself. God is so much more than that, better than that. God delights in those who seek after him with pure motives, right heart. And here David says, it happened because we didn't follow God's way. There's only way, only one way to God's presence. That is through Jesus Christ our Lord. Listen, 
And yet, let me go back. And 2 Samuel chapter 6 continues by saying, And so it was that when the bearers of the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. You see here? You see here? You see, oh, you see how Levi's are carrying, the bearing the ark of the Lord. He was doing it right way. Not only was he doing right way, every, every sixth step, he was so thankful, he sacrificed before God. He worshipped God. He honored God. This is David. And David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel were bringing up, up the ark of the Lord with shout and sound the trumpet. You see, when God's presence come, there was joy in God's people because they knew that God was in their midst. As God was drawing in their midst, there was joy and celebration because he presence, in his presence is fullness of joy. In his right and their pleasures forever. Our God is amazing and good. Let me just finish this passage. And so it was that when the bearers of the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. And David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouting and the sound of trumpet. There was dancing going on. And David delighted in God. He loved God's presence coming into the nation and the city. If you think about it, when Solomon became a king, what he asked for was the wisdom to guide his people, God's guide. God, guide God's people, which not bad. What David wanted was God's presence. God will be enthroned in the midst. He was saying, God, we need you. God, we need you more than anything else. We want to be, you want you to be the center of our, of our nation. We want to be the foundation of our nation. We want to be the, the everything in our nation. We want to be the core of our nation. There was a heart and desire of David. David is one of my heroes, and he speaks really of the heart every child of God is supposed to have. We are called to be people of God's presence. You know why? Because our God, one of his name is Emmanuel, God who is with us. God who is our presence. Because our God is God who is with us, we are called to be people who are with God. We are called to be people with God's presence because that's our God. This is our calling, core, the more than anything else, to the Lord, to love the Lord our God is to seek His face. Hope began a journey about 17, 18 years ago. You know, and I, I, I've been in, I came to know Christ 40 years ago. I've been following after Christ. And about eight, 19 years ago, I met a man, strange man from Kansas City. And God sent him to us. And man of prayer, man who sought after God's presence. This guy named Bob came and taught us about what it is to seek after God. Hope Church began a journey 
19 years ago, to seek God's presence. And in the midst of seeking God's intimacy with God, God's presence, then we begin to hear the voice of God. Then there we begin to see Holy Spirit of God moving in our midst because in His presence, in the Holy Spirit of God, we're in our midst. Hope began a journey. Our main DNA is to be, to be people of God's presence more than anything else. We are called to be house of prayer for all the people, all the peoples, people who love to be in God's presence, who seek His face. As you do that, we will be the hope of this world. There's a joy in God's presence. I don't know where you are. God is inviting our hope church. God is inviting all, reminding all of us our calling in life and to seek him, know him, to love him more and seek his face. One of, my, one of, the, more, one of the most powerful verses in the word of God is Philippians chapter uh, 3 when Apostle Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, to be conformed to his death, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. And then he says, this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the price of the, of the price of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. He said, I press on to know God more, that I may know him, I may be found in him, I may gain Christ. Our call in life as sons and daughters of God, as Hope Church, especially in this season, we have to live in God's presence. Live in nearness of God. I want to encourage you, I want to invite you, our God is inviting us to draw near, to seek His presence. Know, see and taste that Lord is good. More as a king, more than a more than the battles yet to win, more than anything else. What he wanted, desired was God's presence, God's favor in his life. We are called to be people of God's presence. Seek God. I want to encourage you. He's inviting us to set a time. Make his make his presence a priority in your life. Make in the center of your life. Seek his face, not only his blessing, but seek his, spend time in the drawing near. It won't be easy. It'll take energy and, and intentionality. Yet, in the midst of that, we will see God transforming and bringing joy in our nation, in our hearts, in our lives. Let's come. Let's draw near. Father, we love you, we honor you. We thank you, God. You are God who came to us. God who is with us. It was your desire, oh God, that you be near us. It was your desire, God, that through by your Holy Spirit, you live with us. That you will never, ever abandon us. Father, we thank you for loving us. 
drawing us across to you, God. Drawing us, drawing us to the place of intimate relationship with you. That you will talk to us face to face. Yet you will meet with us, God. That you will walk with us. We will live with you. We want more of you, God. We need more of you. We need you more every day, every moment, God. We want Hope Church to be a place where people seek after your presence together, that your glory will come. You'll transform our hearts and lives, our nation and our city, God, for your glory and honor. Come, Lord Jesus. Make this place where your presence dwells. Make this place where your glory comes. We say, show us your face, O oh God. We want more of you. We want more of you, God. We cannot but have more of you. We love you, God. We honor you. We give you glory.
Our confession is that we need God more every day. I do not know where you are, but our Lord, our God, who came to us to be with us, to be near us, God who came to us as Holy Spirit living within us, His desire is that we come and be near, be with Him, that we will find life and joy and strength in Him. Are you far from Him? Are you feeling distant from Him? Are you walking far from in His presence? He said, come, draw near, seek my face, I'll be found by you. Jeremiah 29, verse 12. If you seek me with all of your heart, I'll be found by you, says the Lord God. I want to invite anyone and, and, and anyone and everyone who needs a prayer. You need to draw near to God again. You do need to find His presence again, His peace again. And we, want to jo- we want you to join us in the ministry time right after the s- service. The Zoom link will be uploaded on the comment section. Join us. Listen, Hope Church. God is inviting us to, to seek His face. The people of God's presence. In His presence is fullness of joy. In His presence, all our need and the joy and the strength are found there. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Draw near. Seek His face. Come. Now the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God the Father and the communion and fellowship of the Holy Spirit of God be upon all who seek and thirst for for God's presence. Be upon all who call upon the name of Jesus. Be upon Hope Church from now until forever and ever more. Amen. Amen. Amen.